All Senate Democrats show that they hate America. Thank God no Republicans bought into this stuff, and we'll talk about why. Um, let's talk about the bill they passed this weekend. And it seems kind of important. Maybe we'll put other things in the back burner because we're all screwed. And it seems like it might be kind of important to talk about. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, before we we go on here, um, we probably <laughs> we probably need to cover the stupid first. Uh, okay, so Joe Biden, after 18 days being stuck in the basement again, and I got news for you, this is going to keep going. Uh, finally has tested negative three days in a row for COVID. So he, of course, he's in Delaware because he's not going to be at the White House. I mean, why would the president be at the White House? So he dashed out of his house and onto the beach on Saturday because he doesn't have COVID anymore. Okay, now I got to tell you, I got to tell you the honest God truth. I got to tell you the honest God truth. The guy's going to get COVID up until November 7th. He's going to get COVID over and over again because no one wants to deal with this guy. People are beginning to ask, you know, why isn't Joe Biden campaigning for anyone? Hey, we've got about three weeks before the real campaigning begins for Congress for the midterm elections in in November. And nobody wants Biden around. Because he's a disaster. I mean, he's got like 38%, 36% approval rating. The economy's in the toilet. Well, it's not according to him, but it's in the toilet. I spent $12, $12 on two pounds of hamburger meat. Hamburger meat, $12. Actually, it was $13. Do you know how hamburger meat is made? It's old steak that's ground up. That's why hamburger is so cheap. Yeah, no, yeah. So things are not going well. All right. Josie went to went to I I can't remember what uh, shop she went to and bought a pretzel, a pretzel, with salt, mind you, and a drink. It was sixteen dollars. Sixteen dollars for basically bread with some salt and a drink. Yeah, things are going absolutely fantastic. And for some reason, nobody who is running for Congress, Senate, or House wants Biden near them. So be prepared. And by the way, that's one of the reasons why it's such a slow news cycle is because Joe Biden isn't saying anything. So, okay, good for him. He's out. He's not dead. Um, Good for him. I... Okay, he didn't die of COVID, even though he's taken, I don't know, 37 boosters, the two vaccines and 37 boosters to avoid COVID. And yet he caught it anyway and then was in the tank for 17, 21 days or whatever it was. So, yeah, that's working out. But he, but he, but he survived. Um, now, we talked about Nancy Pelosi last week and her trip to Taiwan. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi got off the plane in the United States, and yeah, she, Jesus, just listen to what she said about Taiwan and China, and oh my God. When I was a little girl, 
I was told at the beach if I dug a hole deep enough, we would. So we've always felt a connection there. Okay, I, 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 I'm confused. Did she just say, say, did she just say that she feels a connection to China because she used to dig a hole when she was a child? After going to Taiwan, which China says they own and Taiwan says, no, we're a free independent state, and possibly starting a war with China between China and Taiwan? Now, I, I don't like to think that I don't. And just to, to, to hear this so you know, because the, 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 the video was not great. When I was a little girl, I was told at the beach to dig. A, I dug a hole deep enough that we would reach China. So there's always I always felt a connection. Question for you. What connection is that? Did she go to Taiwan to screw Taiwan? To give reason for China to start a war with Taiwan? I mean, right now, Taiwan is, is literally around... <coughs> excuse me. Taiwan, uh, China is around the island of Taiwan launching missiles. People are taking pictures of Chinese warships... From the beaches of Taiwan. That's how close they are. <sighs> Absolutely an incredible statement. Now, of course, of course, it could be something else. She's freaking 300 years old and she's senile too. Let's face it. Nancy Pelosi has a lot of fun with alcohol and she's 82 so or 80 or... 78. I don't know how old she is, but she's in her 80s. She's in her 80s, I think. Um, does that tell you that maybe she's not all there upstairs? Like kind of old Joe? I don't know. But that is a that is a big deal. I, I it's just like oh, you're such an idiot. Well, the let's get to our only story to, of the day. Good Joe Biden is healthy. Well, he's not healthy. I mean, he doesn't have COVID anymore. He's theoretically, he'll probably catch COVID next week when he does his first press conference and says something stupid because he says, because he's mentally deficient. Well, the Democrats in the Senate have flipped the bird to the American people. Um, we talked about this last week, but we learned a little more over the weekend and it started out, let's go through the entire story. So it started It started with Chuck Schumer deciding he was going to breathe some life into this Build Back Better program. But the big problem he had was Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin were very much to get against it. Now, Kirsten Cinema was kind of quiet about it. She didn't really bring it up. Joe Manchin was very vocal about it. He used to confront protesters and say, yeah, I'm not voting for this trash. He wrote an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal, which owns Fox News, and said, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not voting. I'm not voting for this, especially if it's going to cost between three and five trillion dollars." They dropped it to eight hundred. Well, they dropped it to eight hundred billion, and he seems like he seems to sound like it's pretty good. Now, eight hundred. By the way, the the bill says it'll cost 
about $600 billion. We'll talk about that because I'm sure if you're reading the newspapers on CNN and everything else, they say it's $341 billion. It's not. It's a minimum, a minimum of $600 trillion, $600 billion, excuse me, billion, trillion. What's the difference now? Okay, so how did this happen? Anyway, Manchin wanted deficit reduction. So Schumer threw in a little tax increase, which isn't going to be such a little tax increase, that supposedly only affects companies making four, individuals and companies making 400000 or more, which, by the way, that's never how it works. Basic economics says that's never how it works. And then they will actually be able to spend only $341 billion and raise 700 and some odd billion dollars and lower the deficit by $400 billion. Yeah, that's all crap. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Though this was a big deal for Manchin, we learned why he was holding out. Turns out he's just nothing more than another dirty politician, which we should have known. So man, so Schumer decided, you know what? You can do some oil production. You can do some pipelines in the state of West Virginia. And so Manchin said, okay, sign off on the bill. You've, Lord, you've done everything I said I wanted you to do. Plus, you're giving us subsidies and kickbacks and things like that. Now, mind you, I think Manchin's getting duped. There's no way any pipeline's going to run through uh, West Virginia. There's no way this government's going to allow them to uh, allow them to produce the oil and coal that, that West Virginia actually produces. I think Schumer was lying to him, basically, is what it comes down to. And then when Schumer screws him, he'll sit back and I don't know what he's going to do. I have no idea what he's going to do. But this was all BS. So here's the problem. Uh but Manchin didn't just get duped on that. Manchin got duped on, they're going to be raising taxes, which is going to lower employment, which is going to lower innovation. Uh, the deficit is going up, and people are not going to see any benefits. But they are going to get harassed by an additional 87,000 um, IRS agents that are going to be hired. Again, more on that later. It's going to get, it's great, because I actually found a great article from the Wall Street Journal. So I'm going to say, I'm going to read from that article and you, you can see what they're going to do. Um, only thing that the Democrats had left last week was to convince Kirsten Cinema of Arizona. Now, Kirsten Cinema of Arizona scared the crap out of the Democrats because she said, there is one thing I have to do before I commit to the bill. And that's read the 725-page bill. Now, Democrats don't want people reading that bill because that bill is filled with pork. I mean, it is just basically a spending bill. And, and by the way, most of the Democrats in the Senate have no idea what they're voting for, as you will see in a few minutes. Okay? But on Saturday, out of nowhere, probably because she got a deal, she decided to say, I'm going to vote for the bill, and boom. That's when, maybe it was Friday, I don't know when it is, but that's when everyone decided to say, okay, we need to vote on this bill this weekend. Now, here's the problem. The Republicans were going to filibuster this bill. No Republicans supported this bill, just like they didn't support the um, American Recovery Act. 
they weren't going to support this bill because it's going to raise inflation, it's going to raise the debt, it's going to raise taxes. No Republican was going to support that. So what they decided to do, the Democrats, if they filibuster, if the Republicans filibustered, which would require 60 votes, they decide, okay, we'll go to reconciliation. Now, mind you, this is kind of a weird thing because reconciliation, basically what happens with reconciliation, the Congressional Budget Office or CBO determines the, uh, reads the bill, okay, and then decides whether the bill is actually makes sense. Now, before we sit back and we really depend on the CPO, let's not forget it's just another bureaucracy of unelected officials. And they can't be trusted either. They were wrong about the American Recovery Act. They were wrong. It raised inflation. So they basically said in this CBO, and by the way, the score, the CBO score that was supposed to that's usually supposed to be made public, Democrats suppressed it. Because the CBO said, yeah, this isn't going to lower inflation, which is weird for the Inflation Reduction Act, okay, which is the bill they passed. Um, and it really is not going, it's basically a spending bill. It's, it's, I mean, the numbers make sense. Of course, half the time, the numbers they write in a bill, that's not how it works. We'll talk about that later, too. So... They said, okay, you know, you can you can use reconciliation. So on Saturday, Saturday night, they went through a process because there is a process that goes that has to happen before the filibuster can be ignored, and that is called a votorama. Now, during a votorama, everyone is allowed to put amendments to the bill. Most of the, a lot of the time, a lot of people add amendments that give money or something kickbacks to the state they represent, right? And then they can, that senator can go in there and scream, yay, look what I did for you. But what it, this also allows is for the opposing party, which is the case here, to put in something called a poison pill. Now, if you don't know what a poison pill is, that's fine. I didn't know either. By the way, um, Thomas Sowell has a great book called Basic Economics, you should read it. It's uh, it's not exactly the most exciting book. It's a 1,500 pages long, but it really you can use it as a reference book. That's what I did to figure all this crap out. Um, a poison pill says that if you do not accomplish A, we do not accomplish. You cannot do B. So an example. And Ted Cruz did this, and a couple other guys did this. I think Marco Rubio did this. If you do not secure the border, you cannot spend $200 billion. That's a poison pill. I think Ted Cruz, I, I think Ted Cruz has had a poison pill like that. It was rejected. And I think Marco Rubio had something about you cannot do the trans thing in schools. And that was rejected. Now, mind you, the great thing about Votoramas, it's really made, it's another way to filibuster because it's made to stall the bill. Because each amendment to the bill has to be voted on. There were guys like Lindsey Graham that put out four or five amendments. They were just coming up with crap and throwing it out there. It took 15 hours 
from Saturday afternoon till Sunday morning for them to get through all of those amendments that, by the way, were completely rejected. Don't forget, Democrats still own the Senate. They have 50-50, and they've got Kamala Harris. The Democrats also have Mitt Romney and other kind of moderate rhinos. So each amendment failed. They got nothing done. So after the Votorama was completed, which was Sunday morning at about 9 o'clock, and they worked all night, and I'm sorry, these guys are getting paid enough. I really don't give a damn that they didn't get any sleep. Um, they voted for the bill, which is called, again, the Inflation Reduction Act that will actually reduce no inflation. And it was a 50-50 tie. Not one Republican voted for it. All Democrats voted for it. The other thing that we could have done, we were hoping for, is that somebody in the Senate on the Democratic side ended up with COVID. Because if the senator ended up with COVID, you have to be in the Senate building to vote. And if one senator wasn't there, they can't vote. And it would have been 50-49. Of course, then Schumer would have just pushed it back. So, But yes, it ended up being a 50-50 tie. And then Kamala Harris, with her creepy Joker laugh, went up there and laughed creepily, she voted, she was the tiebreaker, and we are all screwed. I think, how do I know we're screwed? Well, Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut, he, a Democrat from Connecticut, he voted for the bill. He pretty much gave me pretty good reason why I think that, yeah, this bill is not going to do what the title says it's going to do. Listen to what Chris Murphy said on MSNBC. Connecticut, uh, really good to have you on the show. Uh, what do you think the most impactful part of the Inflation Reduction Act will be? And what are the challenges moving forward? Well, all I know is that people's lives are going to get better. Um, we have uh, millions of seniors in this country who are choosing not to take the medications that are prescribed by their doctor because they can't afford it. This bill puts a $2,000 cap, out-of-pocket cost cap, on prescription drugs for seniors. We have a, a planet that is um, warming at a rate that we just can't sustain. We have kids all around this country who wonder, are the adults going to take this seriously before it's too late? Storms, droughts, wildfires we can't control. We now have an incentive structure in place for renewable energy so that electricity producers are going to start building solar capacity, wind capacity, instead of just more oil-fired and gas-fired power plants. And I guess maybe what's most important to, to me in the long run um, is that we've really broken the back of the special interests that used to control Washington, right? There's no more powerful industries in Washington than the gun industry and the oil industry and the drug industry. And for 30 years, you know, they stopped all of this from happening, clean energy legislation, cap on drug costs, uh, a gun bill. Um, and I'm not saying we got it all done. There's still a lot more work to do. But all of a sudden, you see the possibility of what can happen if you put these sort of special interests on the sideline and just do what's right for people. So obviously a really productive summer. And the bottom line is that people's lives are just going to get better. Senator, can you talk? Okay. I, 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 I'm going to quote, I think it's Joe Pesci. Everything that guy said is bullshit. I, it, uh, from uh, what was that movie where he was the lawyer you know what movie I'm. Mean. it's a great movie um, here are some things first off and this is the one that really got me 
he doesn't know what this is going to do, how this is going to benefit anybody. He said that in the beginning of the, the speech. I don't know how this is going to benefit, but it will benefit people. He voted for it. Shouldn't he know what it's going to do and exactly why it's going to do it? Now, the farmer, the farmer provision is actually not a lot. It's like $64 million and it's subsidies, which means when you're giving subsidies, you really don't know. $64 billion, excuse me. You really don't know what, what is the, it's going to be. I mean, it may be $80 billion. It may be $100 billion. It may be $20 billion. You don't know what subsidies are. If you don't know what a subsidy is, a subsidy is I will, the government, I need insulin. I can't afford it at $200 uh, a shot. And so they subsidize it to make it $30 a shot for me. That's a subsidy. Okay, so for example, electric cars. If you want to buy an electric car, you'll get a $7,500 subsidy, which means that car, which is $65,000, will cost you $58,000. Well, $57,500. That's the subs. The government will subsidize you buying a, a, a car. All right, and, and by the way, I, I don't want to treat you folks like idiots. I'm just saying that because I need to look this stuff up. I... I you know, I, I had to read books to figure this stuff out. And half the time, I go on the internet and I actually look it up. What is a subsidy? I, it's, it's, it's like that. What is inflation? Things like that. So the problem is with pharma, pharma has already said, yeah, we're probably going to have to ration our medicine. Because if the government is forcing us to sell as something at a certain price and then subsidizing us at a lower price which is basically what public health care does, we're just going to cut that out. So here's the thing. You need a heart surgery, and the government, and you are using public funds, what the government will end... No, I'll give you a, a real-life example. My daughter needed her appendix taken out, and I belonged... I had a, um, a HMO. And in the middle of the night, we couldn't find one doctor to take her her um, appendix out in the middle of the night because it was subsidized. And they said no doctor will do it because he's only going to get $300 to do it. That's literally what the doctor told me to remove a ruptured appendix for my daughter. He said, yeah, I wasn't going to do it either because we don't get paid anything to do this. Come in the middle of the night, take out an appendix, clean it up. We don't get paid. That's reality. I'm sorry, that's reality. So that's called rationing. When doctors won't do procedures because they're not getting any money out of it, hospitals need to ration that specific procedure. Well, that's going to happen with pharma. Pharma was just going to ration it because they're not getting what they, what they paid into it. And then what it also does, because they're getting paid less, they're making less money, that's also going to kill, hear it, hear it, hear it, innovation. We've got that monkeypox thing right now. Why do we not have any vaccines? I'm vaccinated for monkeypox. That was part of the smallpox vaccine. Why are there no smallpox vaccines? Because pharma, big pharma, doesn't want to create smallpox vaccines because there's no money in it. So that's rationing the smallpox vaccine. Yes, I had to look that up too. 
And the climate crisis. Again, we're not in a climate crisis. We're experiencing weather. Yes, it's hot. It's also summer. Yes, California has droughts. California's had droughts since I was a little kid back in the 70s. We've always had droughts in California. We don't get a lot of rain in California. Arizona doesn't get a lot of rain in California. Believe it or not, Arizona and Nevada, they don't have quite the water problem we have in California. Yes, there are four forest fires. But instead of sitting back and saying, and by the way, the forest fires happen pretty much at the same time of year, like September's coming in California. There will be forest fires in California because we have Santa Ana winds, which we've had my entire life, and they will whip into winds. By the way, something, a little quick note on the forest fires in California. Yes, we get a lot of forest fires. Um, we have the Santa Ana winds. There's also the forestry management that needs to be done. Uh, I go hiking all the time. I guess what? Um, yeah, the foliage is 10 feet higher now. We're going to have forest fires in San Diego. I, I know we're going to have it. The other thing they never want to mention, most of the forest fires are actually started. Somebody, a human being, dumps a cigarette, a human being starts a fire because he's a firebug. So that causes forest fires. They don't mention that. They say it's climate change. That's not climate change. Somebody started the fire. And finally, the other thing they don't realize Nature's ways of deal dealing with taking out forests is by lightning strikes, things like that, hot weather, things like that. They nature wants to control forests too. That's part of nature. And you can read scientific articles that say that 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 lightning strike caused the forest fire because the forests were too high. And this is a way of controlling forests. Okay, so, and the other thing is, the inf we already have crises that we have to deal with. How about the inflation crisis? The energy shortage we have now. Shouldn't we worry about that now? Shouldn't we worry <coughs> that people can't get to work? Shouldn't we worry that people can't afford food? All this stuff, all this stuff. And I know you're going to get tired of hearing this, but you're going to hear it. This is all part of the Great Reset. All of this is part of the Great Reset. This is part of this transition that Democrats want us to have. And the Democrats aren't hiding the ball here. They're saying it. I have played audio of them saying, yeah, this is part of the transition. And people are going to have to suffer. Now, mind you, the guy that said that, not going to suffer at all. He's making tons of money being a politician. But we are going to have to suffer, and it's going to get worse. The only good news is Democrats own this. They voted for it. They own it. So I decided to look up what this bill is going to do. And now I did give you an overview last week, and it wasn't much. And, and the Wall Street Journal had a great... So I'm going to quote the Wall Street Journal here. Wall Street Journal had... <clears throat> a great overview of what this thing is going to do. So in the bill, it says, the initial measure, according to numbers released by Senate Democrats, would raise a total of $739 billion in revenue and spend a total of $433 billion. 
it would reduce the budget deficit by roughly $300 billion over the decade. Okay, BS. The CBO has actually said, no, it's, well, over the decade, it'll lower it maybe $100 billion. Ow! Oh, but wait a minute. There's something else they didn't add here. The CBO has estimated that the elements of the deal would increase tax enforcement at the Internal Revenue Service, would raise an additional $204 billion over the next 10 years. But those effects aren't included in the projections on how the package would affect the deficit. Now, this is a big sticking point. They want to hire 87,000 IRS agents. That would make the IRS, by a long shot, the biggest bureaucracy in the country. And those agents are enforcement agents. They're going to be performing audits. They're going after people. 87,000. Now, to give you an example, there are only 35,000 agents at the FBI. The IRS will have 165,000 agents. At the Pentagon, there are only 60,000 officials at the Pentagon. The IRS will have 165,000 agents. And that's not the only thing. <coughs> they're going to have to do this. <coughs> because they're going to raise... According to the, I, I'm going to read it because I was going to say it, but I'll read it. The proposal would implement a 15% corporate minimum tax, aim at large companies that report significant profits to pay little or nothing in income taxes, such as Amazon.com Inc. Now, this is, again, misleading. Amazon pays their taxes. If Amazon didn't pay their taxes... Amazon would have been caught by the IRS. They just know how to manipulate the taxes. Where this 15% corporate tax is going to kill is smaller businesses. Because Amazon has tax lawyers coming out of the wazoo. Small business doesn't. And they're the ones that are going to get audited by these IRS agents. And taxed and penalized. And most of these people will just settle because they can't afford it. And by the way, the 15%, let's just say even Amazon. Amazon has profit margins they have to meet. And if they have to pay an additional 15% taxes, and by the way, everyone is saying, taxes during an inflationary period is stupid, and it is. I mean, charging, taking in more money to spend more money, this is stupid. But where do you think that 15% is going to come from? How are they going to pay that 15%? They're going to raise it on us. We're going to get stuck with that 15%. Who's BSing who? And then, in addition, Democrats are proposing a 1% excise tax on stock buybacks. So, in other words, if a person wants to buy back their own stock, they're going to get charged a 1% tax. By the way, what that's called? It's called a wealth tax. That's not realized taxes. If I buy a stock from Amazon, 
because I own Amazon stocks, but I feel good about this. I want to buy it back. Yeah. And I'm getting charged 1% tax. I have to pay 1% for the stock I'm buying. I'm not getting money by buying back the stock, but I have to pay money to the government. If that stock goes, goes down, by the way, if I buy that stock back and the stock goes down, yeah, I, I don't get a refund. That's, that's called a wealth tax. That's an Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders thing. All right. So let's take a look what else this thing will do. Well, the CBO estimated that, oh yeah, that's the other thing. The CBO estimated that you got to add another $204 billion for the enforcement of the IRS. So right off the bat, you see $739 billion in revenue, 433 total. Well, now it goes up to $638 billion and $739 billion in revenue. So suddenly you don't... And by the way, that's what the CBO said. Yeah, you're looking at $102 billion over 10 years. And that's if subsidies don't go over anything, which I've talked about that. I've, I've already told you what a subsidy does. If... They expect that 10 people are going to want a subsidy for drugs. What's going to happen if it's 30 people? They don't think like that. The package would spend roughly $369 billion on climate and energy programs, including tax credits for buying electric and hydrogen vehicles and making energy-efficient home improvements. Now, where I live right now, we have solar. Guess what? We're using too much energy, and now my landlord just got two bills. You know why? Because solar doesn't produce that much energy. Definitely not enough energy to handle us during the summer when we have people living in the house more because kids are not in school, when people are trying to cool their homes because it's hot. It's not, luckily, we had a very, I know climate change and all, but we've had a very moderate summer in California. I don't think it's hit 90 degrees yet. That's a very moderate... I mean, there were times where I live, it's hit 105, 110. It hasn't gotten that high. It's August, so we've got some time. But yeah, so much for solar. Uh, another thing, the deal would dedicate $64 billion to extending three years to the Affordable Care Act subsidies that first kick in under the 2021 American Rescue Plan, nearly all of the 13 million people who get federal subsidies under the ACA would be spared from higher health insurance premiums. They would next, uh, they would see next year without an extension. Okay, so essentially, here's the one thing that irritates me about subsidies. Okay, um, the government is not subsidizing anything; it's the taxpayer that's subsidizing. Now, I have my own insurance, and I pay for it. It's private insurance because when I get sick, I want people to actually heal me, make me better. But I get taxed even though I'm paying my own health insurance. I get taxed to pay for somebody else's health insurance. The government doesn't subsidize anything. Taxpayers subsidize. Government doesn't make any money. They take money. Taxes is theft. So that's what it does, essentially. A lot of subsidized EVs and things like that. By the way, you can't drive a Chevy Volt 
into or a, whatever the volt is. You can't drive it into a garage because they blow up. That's going to be the next thing, by the way, that people are going to talk about is that these electric cars are blowing up. No one talks about that. Not to mention, I'm at Walmart. We were, I, I say it, every time we're at Walmart, Josie says it. Every time we're at Walmart, we go once a week to, to make our food. Um, we see people sitting in their cars waiting for their cars to charge. Because a car takes 30 to a, minutes to an hour to charge. So they don't even bother getting out and going into the store. They charge their vehicles because they're already out of power. And they sit and wait for 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah, that sounds convenient. I want to walk up to one guy and say, so you think that, you know, your time isn't worth anything? Maybe, I don't know, I went and filled up my gas tank. Yes, I paid way over. I, pay, I paid gas and um, it took us five minutes and then we were, we were going. And that will last us the week. And you're sitting in your car every Sunday trying to charge your car. Do you know why they're doing it at those stations, by the way? Because right now they don't pay for them. They pay for it when they're at home. Yeah, those electric cars, yeah, no. They're not efficient. Not only are they not efficient, they're extremely expensive. The $50 I paid at the gas station is far less than what they would get charged if they were charging at home. Because electricity is expensive. And where does electricity come from? Coal and oil plants. Stupidity. Again, not one Republican voted for this thing. And so it should be absolutely no surprise that there's tons of reaction to this. Yeah, I know I'm running late. I'm going to run late. I don't care. Um, and there is a ton of reaction to this. So the... <laughs> The Republican National Committee chairwoman, Ronna McDaniel, said Democrats will pay the price in November for raising taxes on family during a recession. Don't forget, they say it's a corporate tax. Yeah, that's going to get passed down to us and stuff's just going to go higher. News for you. Though people think we are not in a recession because politicians keep changing the definition of a recession, there is not one economist that says we're not heading towards a recession. So, I mean, if we're heading towards a recession... Is raising taxes a good idea? The answer is no. And they all know it. And yeah, people are spinning this crap, but it's not going to spin well because we are going to see these increases in September and October, right before the election. In a statement, Ted Cruz said, quote, The Schumer-Mansion bill will drive up inflation and prices, hammer small business and businesses, and American manufacturing, increase the price of gas, and the IRS on American, and sick the IRS on Americans, all while raising taxes on Americans in nearly every tax bracket, including those that make under $400,000 a year. He's right. Absolutely right. Uh, Marsha Blackburn tweeted, and this was kind of fun. She sat back and she kind of had a long thread. She said, during the recession, and the inflation at a 41-year high, Democrats just passed a bill to spend over $700 billion, increase taxes and decrease energy production. The Democrats' reckless tax and spending plan includes nearly $370 billion to fund Green New Deal, $64 billion for Obamacare, and hundreds of billions in new taxes on Americans, American businesses, and manufacturers. 
The spending spree also includes $80 billion to double the number of IRS agents. It's actually over $200 million. Practically giving every American a personalized tax auditor. We should be cutting taxes, not increasing them. Mitch McConnell. Democrats have proven over and over they simply do not care about the middle class family's priorities. Only 18% of Americans are happy with Democrat-run economy, and they just spend hundreds of billions of dollars of more of your money to prove it again. And then he released a big, long statement, and it basically says everything I had. But I think the, the, the best one, and this is kind of long, but I'm going to say it anyway, is uh, John Kennedy. John Kennedy is the senator from Louisiana, and he released a three-minute statement. Now, if you want to avoid reading 200 pages of Thomas Sowell, listen to Joe Manchin. He is far less dry than Thomas Sowell, but he hits it right on the head. So listen to what John Kennedy... This is about a three-minute clip. It's a little long, but it's worth it. Listen. Senator Manchin's and Senator Schumer's massive tax and spending bill has uh, unfortunately, in my judgment, now passed. Because of inflation, uh, Louisianians are really getting good at barely getting by. And that's true for most Americans, too. Um, As a result of Senator Manchin's bill, and I hope I'm wrong in this, but I predict that uh, Joe-flation, as some people call it, uh, we'll now refer to Joe Manchin, not President Biden. Um, for example, Senator Manchin's bill raises taxes on oil and gas. Now, when you tax something, you get less of it, which causes prices to rise. Senator Manchin's message seems to be, since you can't afford gas because of my bill, go buy a $75,000 electric vehicle. That's not going to work in Louisiana. That's not going to work across America. Number two, according to the uh, nonpartisan Joint Tax Committee, which doesn't take sides, it's not Republican or Democrat, the burden of Senator Manchin's bill will fall on everyone, everyone and their taxes, not just people making more than $400,000 a year, everyone. So most Americans, if not all Americans, are now going to have even less money to spend as prices continue to rise. Point three, Senator Manchin's bill raises taxes on businesses, especially manufacturers. Um, Most people understand this. Corporations don't pay taxes. People do. And those taxes, when they're increased, are passed on in higher prices, lower wages, uh, lower stock prices, and uh, lower 401k balances. It takes a special kind of stupid, in my judgment, to raise taxes during both a recession and inflation. That's called stagflation, which is what we have right now as a result of President Biden's policies. Look, I'm not saying uh, that Senator Manchin intentionally wants to hurt people. I'm not saying that he intentionally wants to have even more people living in a tent behind Whataburger. 
But that's going to be the result of this bill. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I, I think I'm right. This bill is tier one moronic. Everything he said is absolutely correct except one thing. Except one thing. He's wrong. This isn't done on purpose. That Joe Manchin is doing this because he wants to get... He, he, he was being the, the hard man on the line because he just wanted to get elected. And he knew he wouldn't get elected if he actually voted for this crap. But now he will say, I'm going to vote for... And he may get primaried here. This is not looking good on Joe Manchin or Kirsten Cinema. So I disagree with him there. Everything else he said was absolutely true. Now, there's a tweet, and I had to find it uh, while I was listening to that stuff. And who's really to blame for all this? I think you're going to be kind of surprised. So this is from uh, this is a tweet from a guy named Tom Elliott. He's a journalist and a podcaster. Um, famous guy. I don't know who he works for. I want to say it's Blaze TV or something, but uh, he's not hes not a Mickey Mouse guy. Uh, uh, Grabian. He works for Grabian. No wonder I like him. He tweeted, this one trillion pile of socialist dog bleep will surely be the straw that breaks the U.S. economy's back. It can't be forgotten that Democrats wouldn't have been able to get it passed without Donald Trump handing them a pair of Senate seats in Georgia. Let's also recall the so-called America Res American Rescue Plan of 2021, a $1.9 trillion mon monstrosity, also only passed thanks to Senators Ossoff and Warnock in a 50-49 to 49 Senate seat. Trump's inability to put the country ahead of his own ego is not something that should be quickly forgotten. He's absolutely correct. Now, I, I get crap from people because they think I'm just 100% Trump. I'm not. Trump's a narcissist. Tr I don't want Trump running again. Not only because he's 78 years old, he can't control himself. And he did cost the United States two Senate seats in Georgia. And I wouldn't be shocked if he cost us a couple Senate seats everywhere else. Donald Trump is to blame for this. And I think, it doesn't mean I won't support him if he's the Republican candidate, because Democrats are a disaster. But that would be, if, if there's a primary and there are two guys running against him, that would be the first thing I would say, you screwed us in Georgia. Why the hell should they trust you? It seems like your ego is more important. Your feeding your narcissism is more important than the country. And that all this other crap that you say that everyone loves to hear is just words. That's a question. Okay, this is my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I know I went really long today, but this was really important. Tomorrow we're going to talk about some stupid crap and read the George Soros uh, op-ed, unless something really bizarre happens in the news, but I doubt it. We still haven't seen Joe Biden. He's in Kentucky today because of the floods, 
But I'm sure he'll say something and it's going to be climate change and crap like that instead of just like weather. So take care of yourself. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>